0: Welcome to the Exponential Potential Podcast with your hosts, Claire Oatway and Jennifer Evans, with expert guests sharing inspiring and uplifting stories, groundbreaking, rule-shaking ideas, fresh perspective, powerful top tips and tools on an array of topics designed to help you thrive in all areas of life. And welcome to this week's edition of Exponential Potential, um, and it's an absolute delight to be here today. Uh, I'm going to introduce my guest in a moment, uh, but I have been building up to this interview for some time. Um, as you meet Zara, you'll understand why. Uh, but when I met Zara for the first time, it may have been after a couple of those blueberry vodkas. <laughs> um, but but what really struck me about Zara was. Uh, it's just an enigmatic presence, and just a real dynamo. And there is so much that, um so much that she has to offer. So it's like, right, you are definitely coming onto the podcast because I want to talk to you a bit more about about your life and who you are. So. Before we dive into the interview, hi, Zara. Hi. <laughs> it's great to see you. Thank you so um, much for having and, me on. Oh, it's just like um, it's, uh, it's a terrible girl crush. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for those of you who, who don't know Zara, Zara has been working in the adult industry for roughly 11 years mm-hmm. in a variety of roles in many aspects, uh, ranging from porn shoots and fetish modelling to dominatrix work escorting and kinky events Um, and as an entrepreneur kind of building your brand even further and bigger uh, you're about to launch a new range of products and we'll get that one Um, but you've also been hugely successful uh, winning a number of different awards and we've just been talking off camera about those awards and i can Verify <laughs> that Zara is indeed a sex goddess. <laughs> <Recognized>. Award-winning, sir, <laughs> for Europe, I think that one was. So that was quite a good one. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but behind the scenes, kind of, uh, Zara, you've been happily married for thirteen years now yeah. with a with a really supportive husband. Absolutely. Who's you've got? doing chores for you at the moment <laughs> yeah yeah
1: it's just it's picking up some stuff
0: which is fab, which is fab. um and you enjoy traveling together and also yeah, the, you know, three through supercar events and meets yes. which is,
1: yeah
0: yeah we got to know each other yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. absolute delight to have you here um i really want to delve into a, a little bit more about oh your background kind of how yeah, how you you came to um, came into the industry, how you've grown, um, and also to start to look at some of the areas around um, procrastination and getting stuck. That's our theme for this. year, And <laughs> there'll be kind of many people going, well, hang on a second, but but as an entrepreneur, you'll be facing so many challenges. I'm sure. But yeah. 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 So there's lots of I make lists for lists and trying to get things done that way. So. <laughs> it's always a way of doing it (laughs) so how did you how did you become um how did you come into the adult industry well, it's something that I kind of just wanted to do. I, I I did a
1: range of jobs beforehand. I used to work in retail. Um, I did sales. I I worked for the police for a little bit as well as a special constable for two years. Um, I kind of I used to flip between things. I never really found my sort of way. Um, and changed everything quite often. Um, and David and I have always been very open. Like I I had a girlfriend. Um, for six years when I was seeing him as well, and kind of we've all, always been very kind of kinky and open-minded. Uh, and I used to, and my last sort of job for somebody else was in a sex shop in Soho. And um, it's kind of one of those things. We got drunk one night and ended up talking. I thought like I'd really kind of want to sort of go into porn because I did a little bit of fetish modelling a few years previous. And yeah. I was like, yeah, so I want to do this. And kind of we spoke about it, spoke about our boundaries, what we were and what I'm happy with. Um, and, yeah, I thought I'm going to make a brand out of this. So that's, what I, that's what's been happening. <laughs>
0: Well, for for many people, that decision to you know take the leap to move from employed roles into yeah it was scary role, you know, <laughs> was like huge, yeah. and especially in an industry like yours where there's so it's not just around um your confidence but also mm-hmm. your body confidence and yeah.
1: Yeah, how that goes uh yeah what what kind of things were going through your mind how did you I was yeah I got my boobs done um about six months before I started doing porn so kind of that got gave me the confidence to sort of um feel better about myself I know it's obviously it's not for everybody but for me it was quite a big thing um and yeah it, it was a strange thing sort of seeing over the years how you, you change and things like that but yeah, uh, you know, so after I think a month of working in the industry and in booking shoots, I gave up my other job because everything was going really well. So it's kind of yeah, <laughs> Fantastic.
0: well, and and also kind of with multiple awards in in quite different categories. Yeah, you know, it's really going well. So how how has your career revolved over the 11 years it's, it's, it's changed quite a lot so I first went into sort of doing
1: uh kind of like amateur sort of boy girl porn I went in straight into the hard stuff um and then I sort of delved into um doing more dominatrix work uh I had my own production company for a little while where I ran my own website and things like that um and then I started doing the events in 2015 which kind of uh started as a launch uh, party for my original website and then it went really well. I did another one for my birthday and it kind of went from there. So then yeah, still, still doing them now. So uh, Then I kind of I stopped doing the dominatrix work for a little while because uh, it got quite mentally exhausting. So then I kind of switched to the escort stuff. Um, and now I do a mixture of everything. I, I do these filming for OnlyFans and things like that and sort of running my own productions and things. So... It's kind of yeah things have evolved quite a lot but it's still within like our boundaries of what we're both happy with relationship wise so yeah you know, so it's something we discussed like the, the escort stuff was something that i would kind of thought about doing a long time before but David wasn't really sort of sure how it really worked um so we did a couple of sessions together and then he kind of sort of understood it a little bit better and then they we're both comfortable with, with how it all works so it's good
0: <laughs> yeah. and you mentioned there around you know kind of how the dominatrix work was quite mentally exhausted mm. um can you unpack that for
1: us yeah it's kind of because I, I come from like a kinky background anyway so kink has been in my blood for a few years um and I, I love doing it but I found that the clients were quite demanding even though they're submissive they were they were very demanding and it just it wasn't just the session it was like the, the contact in between um and I kind of felt like sometimes they were coming with a checklist and it was, it was sort of quite robotic it wasn't really how I'd like to flow things um so I start, started getting to the point where I was kind of dreading the sessions. I thought this isn't healthy for me, so I need to yeah. knock it on the head and change path. So I'm, I'm glad I did because otherwise it kind of it can you could yeah it can get really mentally exhausting. So <laughs> a bit much. Yeah,
0: and also yeah, kind of. I'm, I'm guessing because you you role play into such a identity, sometimes you're not stuck in that identity, but kind of what what you've described is actually the variety of roles that you can play. in. Yeah freedom um is is something that helps
1: you yeah yeah definitely it was, it was kind of um yes yeah, as soon as I thought that it, you know it's not something that I was looking forward to then I thought I need to stop doing this and it wasn't necessarily as if um I was not in the role during the session because I'm always me I never really change role as such it's just the uh, yeah it was the, the demanding sort of contact and sort of it's like having a, you know another sort of four or five people within your life all the time and it just wasn't really worth it for me so <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: so um so have there been particular obstacles that you've overcome you know during your time um
1: a lot of obstacles obviously comes from society and how people view things like this so i've had a lot of crap over the years <laughs> um and Yeah, I think it's just sort of realising that, you know, you are your own brand and when you stop working, things stop. So it's kind of like a constant uh, sort of conveyor belt of having to keep busy and things like that, which can put a lot of pressure on sometimes. But um, yeah, a lot of the stuff online is, it doesn't bother me so much anymore, but I used to get a lot of crap, uh, like death threats and sort of um, all sorts of arguments and things like that from people, from women as well. Um so it's kind of it's interesting how people view sex workers and it's uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> can be a little yeah. bit pressing.
0: <laughs> well but. yeah, but, and and kind of i I'm guessing different platforms have different um receptions. So so certainly on, on Instagram it's first yeah, it's the first time I've ever had a dick pic since me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> happens every day. Like yeah. Well <laughs> <Like, really cares. laughs> like, oh, hang on a second, I've talked about my puppy. <laughs> yeah
1: the mentality behind it just doesn't make sense. I get them nearly every day on different platforms and stuff. And it's like, you know, from somebody who works in the industry, do you not think I've seen enough dick? It's, yeah. of, <laughs> it's not gonna impress
0: <laughs> me, I'm sorry. <laughs> For sure. but, hey, yeah, so kind of um, you know, the the how do you how do you cope with that? I mean, uh now it's just like a block,
1: uh yeah. yeah, sort of block. Sometimes it depends on um how aggressive they are. I call them out on it. Um But then I know that some people really want that. So they're kind of feeding into their kink as well. So it's kind of a fine balance. But yeah, it's something that people in the industry have and it's a common occurrence. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And there's so much around social media, which is Mm. other person's problems, um, insecurities or their power struggles. They just lash out and take it out like,
1: yeah because it's, it, it's frustrating because it's like obviously, the people wouldn't say that to my face so like I invite them come and have this conversation with me face to face but they won't because they're hiding behind their keyboards so that's, uh, they haven't got the guts to do it <laughs> <laughs> um
0: so do you I mean we mentioned before that the conversation today is very much around uh fear and, oh, no fear, and around procrastination and mm. getting stuck and or getting unstuck um you've described how you know you've been able to identify when you are feeling stuck in a in a particular job and, and yeah. move yourself forward, but is that something that you can relate to?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's, um, I, I've got bipolar as well, so it's kind of like I'm very aware of my patterns with my, my behaviour and sort of yeah, the feeling of being stuck in the, the low sort of sides of it. Um and it is really difficult to kind of get, drag yourself out. I mean, I'm lucky that I have got my husband and the good support system and stuff around me. Um, but the procrastination is definitely real. I'm, I'm probably one of the worst people to do it. You know, I, I make lists of things I need to get done in the week, and then it will get to Friday I'm like I promised myself I should do this. I should get it done. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm not the most organised of people. But um, I think that comes from spinning so many different plates with different things. It's kind of. Should, I, but when I'm busy, I thrive more. So when I'm not busy, that's when I, I get really low. So <laughs> kind of. Just try and keep the plates spinning i guess
0: <laughs> so keep saying yes and work out how yeah it's just like oh,
1: i'll agree to that i'll work it out in the end it's fine
0: <laughs> dear um and also kind of in the yeah we, we've mentioned that uh tomorrow is your birthday happy birthday <laughs> it was last week you missed it <laughs> yeah, yeah. but happy birthday and you've got a, a huge event um planned uh, do you want to talk a little bit more about that and um, the kind of special aspects of it?
1: Yeah, so the, the event I've got tomorrow is they're based in a private mansion in London. We've got hopefully about 200 people coming. Um, this one is themed as shiny kinky people, which is fitting in with the launch of the Latex range product that I've got. So we're going to have a uh, Latex shine area. We've got performances, um, some immersive like yeah, performers walking around, kind of interacting with people with the dungeon playrooms, dancing Drinks and a, a good time, hopefully. So,
0: <laughs> and is this all your? Is this your vision, your imagination? That's, that's yeah.
1: After yeah. That? So, we've, I've done everyone that we've done. I've done different themes, for I've got a great team that work for me that um kind of come and create stuff. So the The biggest events that I did in London were about seven hundred people um and we kind of create uh we build the whole stage and it's like I had one that was underwater themed and we had a clamshell that opened up and the performers and stuff were inside oh. it's all really kind of creative and like the, all of our um guests always dress up like amazingly with the theme and things so it's kind of like yes yeah, so it's really great I find that the events are like my creative outlet even though they're quite stressful to organize it's kind of like the one thing that when everything's sort of settled in the night I can sit back and like say everyone's having a good time and I, I created that so it's quite sort of wholesome <laughs> yeah.
0: I can see I can see you come alive when you when you describe that creativity
1: yeah and kind it's, of- it's really satisfying but yes it's one of the things that the events have never really been a big money maker for me but it's something that uh, the community sort of needs it because the kink community in London although it's quite large it's also quite small people kind of look for different things to do and you know We've made a lot of good friends through it, and yeah, it's, it's nice to have sort of something that people keep asking where the next one is, and like they're looking forward to it, and just kind of be able to give terms to people like a little bit of escapism for a weekend. It's, it's really satisfying. Yeah,
0: yeah, but it must be. I mean, we, we're talking about procrastination. There must be so many elements you like. Oh on, thank
1: God! What? Yeah, what? I haven't even packed yet for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two suitcases I need if I've got a list of things I need to put in and a list of things I need to print. And it's, yeah, so that's my afternoon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so how do so you mentioned this, you know, kind of, are there any other hacks that you have you know to keep your productivities with with the number of different roles you, you're managing
1: yeah I, I sometimes I rely on other people to be honest if I if I kind of trying to organize stuff I say to somebody if you haven't heard from me by this date please give me a nudge because I'll forget <laughs> um but yeah it's so kind of just being honest with people as well because uh I find that when things don't happen I feel like I've let other people down let myself down so it's kind of just being honest and open with people saying that I've got a lot on um but this doesn't mean that I'm not interested it just means that I have you know, need a little bit of a nudge sometimes. <laughs> but, yeah.
0: Do you know what that's that is a real nugget um particularly for many of our listeners who are juggling lots of different aspects of their life yeah. at, at once and and often you do say yes because you want to say yes to a lot of things and some people, yeah. some elements you feel like you have to say yes because yeah. it's part of the yeah dog mama or mama yeah. <laughs> Um, and you can feel this guilt you can feel this guilt that you're not succeeding within yeah. so yeah that that sort of
1: communication mm. yeah definitely it's always uh, communication has obviously been a very big important life of uh, part of my life and my marriage and everything so yeah just being honest with people saying like you know I, I need a nudge or you know it's not because I'm not interested it's because I've got a lot on but yeah open communication all the way
0: <laughs> and um as an entrepreneur I mean do you do you take yourself away kind of to think about you know where you're going to go next what your next year's oh, plan is and... I
1: don't know I'm awful people often ask me it's like oh what's the plan for the next bit and I, I don't know I just kind of I find myself sort of floating and um picking up things and sort of seeing where it leads really uh yeah I don't really have a plan as such um People frustrating me with asking me mean, when I'm going to quit porn, and it's like I'm not going to quit. So, because a lot of people seem to think that it has a shelf life, and it's like, well, I'm still enjoying it. So why would I? Why would I stop? So, yeah.
0: I think there's eight billion people on this planet, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, maybe not eight billion having sex, but. There is still eight billion people with a variety of different tastes and interests yeah. and you know, curiosities and yeah, <laughs> Hard to find yourself. I think, you know, that's that's certainly one of the aspects that I'm enjoying about 2023 is that you know, there's a real openness. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um. So, have you ever felt overwhelmed? uh by the demands on you
1: yeah it's quite often (laughs) it's something that does happen quite often like at least a couple of times a month I will sit there and have a bit of a meltdown um because I'm trying to plan ahead and like uh, yeah sort of um realize I've got deadlines for things and then sort of feel like I'm not doing enough as well especially when it comes to the content creation for my pages um trying to organize the shoots and everything and sort of bustling Constant admin and messages—it it does get really overwhelming. But um as I said, it's it can be a, a bit over like overbearing sometimes. But when I'm not busy, that's when I start questioning everything. So it's kind of it's good to keep. I'd rather be busy and overwhelmed and quiet and like not in demand. So <laughs> I guess it's one way it. So it's
0: a yeah yeah. So at least I'm not that.
1: <laughs> yeah, at least I'm not quite, Yeah, not not wanting to be booked or not like you know. What those things <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> um and have you got any other ways that you handle stress or kind of a sense of burnout what what's I try and
1: sort of um occasionally I try and switch my phone off which is the d- a really difficult thing to do because obviously a lot of my work is social media based and, and admin and emails and stuff I do try and have a couple of days where I, I switch it off and like just do nothing um but I, I feel guilty after doing that so it's kind of hard to do sometimes <laughs>
0: And that might be a little bit harder for a lot of people to to recognise because in your role, um, particularly with such a broad fan base, you've almost got a contract, a commitment to. Yes,
1: yeah, so of- if if I don't reply to only fans for a couple of days, I'm like, "Are you okay?" It's like, "I'm fine. I'm just busy." <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, one of those things. And then when it's um, after having a couple of days where I'm busy doing other things, like when I know the messages start piling up, then it's kind of it becomes like a mountain you've got to tackle. And it's like oh, if it makes it so much worse. <laughs> Instead of like a couple messages, you open it at thirty. Like okay, like I've got to sit down and do this now. Stop putting it off. <laughs> oh,
0: see, now, I feel bad for all the haranguing. It's like come on the show, come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so every now and again, not happens. Goes right. Come on, let's just get it done.
1: <laughs> yeah, sort it out. It's good.
0: <laughs> um, so. Yeah, you know, kind of. You've, you've mentioned your relationship with your husband. Yeah, you know, how much, how much of a of a difference does he make in terms of, you know supporting when you're in that place? Yeah,
1: absolutely massive. Like Dave, David's my rock. We've been together for sixteen, seventeen years, I think. So, um, yeah, so I wouldn't be, you know, in this industry and settled as much as I am without him. Because I, I understand there's a lot of people in the industry that kind of struggle to maintain relationships and things like if they started and then try and build things afterwards. Uh, I've come from a lucky sort of background where we were together and we decided that this was a role for me together. Um, but yeah, he's my rock. Like he, he sort of helps me where he can. Um, I'm a bit of a sort of control freak, so I don't like sort of having other people help me very much. Um, but he does, especially on the events. He's a, he's a star on the events. Like he helps sort of stage manage and things like that. So but, uh, yeah, he helps where he can. <laughs>
0: And I think kind of having somebody that you trust that close mm-hmm. to you, yeah, um, yeah, so that you can you can be you and, and yeah. shine at the event. That yeah. must make a huge difference. Yeah, definitely. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. So after the, event after the launch of um the products, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of what, what, what do you think will come next? So I've
1: got a couple of plans. We've got another event in September in Brighton. I might be doing another one in November in London, um, venue permitting. Uh, But also with the products that we've got. So this week we've got uh, latex shine, a latex dresser coming out. Um, I want to expand that to latex cleaner as well. And then hopefully towards the end of the year, like uh, lubricants, personal lubricants, and maybe massage oils and things. Uh, There's a couple of expos um, in Europe that I'll be taking products to, hopefully if that all works out. Um, little uh, it's, it's fairs like the, the BBB the Birmingham Bazaar Bazaar which is like a kink fair uh, I'll be taking them there and kind of like just sort of seeing sort of testing the water and seeing how it all goes that way so it's so, so, something slightly different because I've never done the fair. I've been to the fairs as a guest before but I've never actually sort of done it as a fella so it's kind of yeah. and then maybe some collaborations with other artists and things and they so getting people involved Ah oh, fantastic
0: fantastic and I can't help I can't help but ask this question and it's not on this <laughs> being stuck in procrastination it's mainly on the topic that I'm fascinated by AI and I'm fascinated about where virtual reality and yeah is going to go um so is that something that you've thought about you know, no. you know what, <laughs> and, and will there be like a virtual room
1: <laughs> yeah it's because the AI stuff scares me I, I don't like using it I kind of tend to avoid sort of getting involved with it all um the yeah, the virtual like I've done like VR porn, which has been quite interesting. So it's like um, the people that are kind of wearing a headset and like it's like you're in a room with them. There's there's um, a few companies that specialize in that, and they're quite fun to shoot for. But I, I kind of I I'm not very good with technologies. So I kind of struggle to kind of embrace things and change um, how, especially with how quickly everything's moving as well. It's, it's insane. But um, yeah, the the AI stuff is something that I tend to try and avoid. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs>
0: the thing is yeah. with your events I mean from what you're describing in terms of the mm. events brings through so much imagination and and yeah. sort of real escapism
1: yeah I think people for the events and stuff like people always crave that personal sort of connection and it, it's a very big social side of it um and I I think you know you, you wouldn't really get that from an online thing it's it's not the yeah. same and I think you do really already kind of have that in a certain sense like with forums and like different websites and things so I think the events are something that people always crave, as like a you know going out and yeah, having that personal attachment.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, exciting, yeah. oh, so exciting, exciting. So, um, for anybody that's that's interested in you know in the industry or you know kind of or, or interested in in making a leap, um, is are there any tips that you would give them?
1: Yeah, uh, safety is a a massive thing. So, um, you know, never sort of work with anybody that hasn't got references or, you know, at least an established platform. Now, things have changed quite a lot with the filming side of it because of the OnlyFans sort of uh, generation. So um, when I first started out, it was studios and, like, you know, people that have... um, you know, websites you can actually go and view now it's kind of like all these content creators popping up wanting to collab um and they're just basically after a free shag so <laughs> it's um trying to weed out all the time wasters and things like that uh yeah there's i think there's a couple of them um, i did a blog for torch garden on sex worker safety um, which i can link you to um which is all about sort of staying safe when you're escorting and it deposits and screening and things like that um but yeah with the the content creation side of it reach out so, sort of established people don't, um, make sure you get references from people, and, and yeah, look into what
0: they're doing first. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's okay. Um, and then, in terms of the, in terms of advice for you know, managing multiple projects on the on the go at the same time, sounds like a list is the most important. Lists, yeah,
1: lists are definitely the way to go. The little checklist. So I can, It's all sort of satisfying when you tick it off as well. So that's kind of like yeah. a little affirmation, which is nice. Um, But yeah, I try try and spend, like, I split up my week a little bit, so some days will be filming, some days will be purely for admin on one thing, and other days will be organising certain things, so I kind of try and split it up, um, which is quite hard when you've got messages coming in from all different platforms and you get distracted like I do, so it can be difficult. sometimes.
0: Shiny, kinky people, wasn't it? Yeah, that's pretty, yeah. <laughs> it was like shiny, shiny. Yeah, um, it exciting. <laughs> we are definitely very similar on that count. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they get distracted quite easily. Shiny. Well, I suppose the only other thing that doesn't apply to is engines. But then the yeah. engines are in beautiful things. Yeah, exactly. So really they can be tiny. dirty, and they're
1: fine. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but also, you know, kind of that—that that honesty. Um, with people around you about you know you've just got, you've got yeah at the moment, and yeah being you know, managing expectations in that way, that,
1: that yeah, nice. it's, yeah, yes I think it's an important thing for life generally, is just being honest with people and saying like I' am struggling or you know I, I can't I can't take this at the minute, you know, it's, uh, I'm always quite open with like my fan base and stuff, if I'm having a crap time, I'll put it on Twitter, I'll be like just like back off and don't expect to reply for a while because otherwise, then you kind of. Uh, I feel like after I've done that I feel like I can actually relax a little bit more um so rather than kind of worrying that people were kind of expecting replies and things all the time so
0: well yeah I mean uh, as well in in terms of that social media presence it's it's a 24-7 it is yeah at times isn't it yeah. uh, well especially around time zones
1: um, yeah, so it's like a message for people in America kind of wanting like sexting sessions and stuff at midnight. It's like, I can't because I'm going to bed, sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, is... You need to book it in. <laughs> book it in when you're... But it doesn't really work when people are kind of wanting some attention like that, I guess.
0: It's like all this, <laughs> all this needs beauty sleep, by the way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. need some time to switch off, please. <laughs> uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and so in, in terms of people following your work, uh, the best place for them to find you is on
1: ZDR events. Yeah, uh ZDR events is where you can find obviously, the event stuff and the products and things that I've launched. Um, I'm on Twitter at Zara DeRose. I'm on Instagram um i've got a facebook page i've got only fans trying to think of them all now so <laughs> but yeah it's a bit of everything all the time um all over the place but yeah there's a events events where you can find all the new products and about the, the parties and stuff like that there's um a huge uh gallery of um images and videos from previous events as well so you can kind of get the feel of, of what we do and stuff like that
0: yeah i've been i've been um following your instagram for for some time yeah. and um actually i think kind of the way that you come across in in such a enigmatic and powerful way. And it's, and it's just like, I wish I could bottle some of this. <laughs> it's just like, you know, shoulders <laughs> back. Yeah, it's it's um yeah, it's definitely a gift. So I do encourage people to you know take a look and uh, explore your work because um visually it's stunning, but also um as yeah, one goddess to another is like yeah you've got it going thank on. you you've appreciate it going that. <laughs> it's so refreshing um it's so refreshing to see that side of someone someone who's truly loving what they do absolutely yeah. bossing it um and you know making a big impact on this world Thank you. <laughs> no, it's, it's, a fine,
1: yeah, yeah. it's like it's a fine balance with social media to kind of like show the real side of yourself because obviously so everything is all shiny and nice. Um and it, it doesn't always represent what's actually going on in your life. Um but yeah, it's it's good to kind of find the balance sometimes. But
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure, for sure. Um so so I encourage everyone to take a look and yeah, if you want to dive into any of the content that we've been covering in this Procrastination at stage, we've been covering. You know, Jen covered some great tools and techniques around building up your energy and mm-hmm. you know, what procrastinations might be telling you. What,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: just do it, just do it, yeah. what you're scared of. Rip, just, the Band-Aid
1: off, rip, 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 rip the band aid off, rip the band aid off, and like just get it done. You know, it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
0: yeah, then sometimes around, you know, kind of my content around um procrastination and also, uh, kind of how other people's energy around you can have a big impact mm-hmm. on your feeling so if definitely. you're feeling a bit stuck it might not be you it might yeah. be who else is in the room yeah
1: yeah definitely I, I found that sort of you know, surround yourself with positive people um because if the people around you are constantly low and down you you do suck it up and it's kind of uh, I, I found that a few years ago that if you cut people out that kind of don't benefit you and sort of bring you up and it does make a big difference It sounds quite harsh to cut people out because they're like that but you know <laughs> well. yeah well
0: yeah Or put the puppy dog down for a minute <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. no, it's, it's true and, and sometimes you know if you can't physically cut someone out of your life then
1: limit you, the time yeah
0: build up your boundaries and yeah you know, recognize yeah. it's their it's their stuff
1: not yeah it's just kind of I'm sorry you're going through this and it's kind of like yeah it's definitely sort of don't take on other people's negativity because it does definitely grind you down in the end <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and and you've talked really eloquently about the ups and downs and kind of how it can be at, at the other end of the scale when you're quiet when you're not as busy and it's just yeah like, okay let's yeah get into the mental yeah that's really hard
1: i do struggle with that especially with the bipolar stuff it's like the, the sort of timing usually happens when i get quiet um but look, dave is really good so it's sort of picking me up and kind of, sort of trying to plan little things to get me out of the house and kind of like the baby steps out of the way to, to kind of build it back up again so it's good so support system is really important and yeah. an yeah.
0: yeah. definitely. well Sarah, i look forward to seeing you again at uh mm-hmm at some kind of car meet. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, we've got a few coming up, I think, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> we won't mention the car club because um, might get charged. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but you can DM me and I'll tell you about it. if yeah. it's um, But for everybody else who's listening, it's been um, it's been great to have you here. I hope you've taken up some really good tips here and also seen a, a different side um, to an industry you're probably not talking about very often, um, yeah, and just appreciating the boss babes who Yeah, kind of mm-hmm. showing off what women can yeah. do
1: well. This industry is full of so many incredible women, like it's a bit that a lot of them don't get credit for it. people think it's just taking your clothes your off and fucking on camera, but it's there's a lot of business acumen that needs to go behind it. The people that are successful are successful for a reason because they are entrepreneurs and they're business is good And so, you know, so I think a lot of people don't really realise what goes behind it. Um so to make it a successful brand, so it's good to be recognised. Thank you.
0: Oh, Keep it going and do check out Sarah's work. And for now, um, thank you. Thank, thank you very much. I'll see you guys again. Thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your comments and feedback. And if you've enjoyed it, please click on that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up and feel free to share. Join us for our next episode of the Exponential Potential podcast. Ignite your potential and thrive in times of great change.